What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Pod. We had a amazing week at East Lake. Oh my gosh, that back nine was ridiculous. We have no business getting all of the enjoyment and golf we just got. Jack, what did you think of the week? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's words to some of what we watched. That was stupid. That was awesome. There could not have been a better cap to ending the year than what happened. The drama, because Scotty Scheffler was up 10 over Rory Mackler at one point. Everybody could have turned off the TV. It is crazy. That's what's great about golf is you never out. I, it was the wildest thing. So last week you talked about uh, Patrick Cantlay and how like that win was the most shocking thing of all time. I'm sorry. This win crushes that so much more for me because Rory was like seen left in the dust by everybody. Everywhere I look, they're like, yeah, Scotty's running away with this. He's got it on lock, which like, don't get me wrong. If he doesn't, if, if he doesn't sit there and like bogey three of his first like six holes, he has it on lock. Yeah. Um, but that's why it's a goal. That's why it's a game and why it's competitive. Oh gosh. I Rory did win it. I'm stoked personally. Um, I was big on Rory this week, Jack, who was somebody that was surprising to you this week? Maybe in a good way, maybe in a bad way. Colin Morikawa. He did not have the week that he should have. Um, I think after he got that 10 last week at the BMW, his whole, for lack of a better term, aura kind of shifted. And instead of playing to win it all, he was just playing. And obviously that's speaking in a hypothetical matter. Of course, he's playing to win, especially, you know, with all this notoriety in the line, but he just hasn't looked like the golfer, you know, even just last year, he just looks like he's trying to find something, which is always scary. So um, that was something that I noticed that maybe doesn't like the highlight point, but um, the one thing I'll point out is Max Homa had the quietest finish I've ever seen in my life. Yep. I was just going to say it. Yeah. Max, Max Homa finishing T five, bringing home some bucks. I mean, he was projected, to bring home, I think like three hundred and seventy-five thousand uh, dollars, and so now he's what? Poor guy. Yeah, exactly. Poor guy. He's only bringing home three hundred seventy-five thousand. No, now now he's bringing home one and a half mil. He's split. Uh, I think it's Jake. more than that. Is it more than that? It, I think so. It, it's close though. He's bringing home at least a mil plus. It's probably more, but he is splitting it with Justin Thomas for t- for T five. Um, but. I, I agree. There was a few names that really shot up the leaderboards that didn't that didn't seem like they should have. Uh, Homa sp- sticks out as one. Aaron Wise was kind of all up and down that top part. I think he finished closer to middle of the road, but he was a great choice across a lot of fronts because he really shot up into the rankings. JT Poston. JT Poston was a good one. He was out close to the top of the leaderboard at one 15th, point. 15th, yeah. He finished 15th, which is awesome. So there were there were a few guys down there that that stayed low. I guess my disappointment, I guess it's Corey Connors. I thought he'd be a little better. <laughs> I mean, like I get it, he's streaky. Yeah. So like I, but like after that first day, where I was like, whoa. Yeah, twenty six is is tough. He he really shot himself in the foot on the first one, especially which I think not to put you on the spot here, but I think that was one of your guys. You're like, I think he could make a run at, which of course you never know, but he outside of his three under final day, he did not look like a, for lack of a better term, a golfer. It was crazy. But yeah. um, yeah, looking at the um, leaderboard as well, Sam Burns at 24th is super underwhelming. Um, Cause it, for me, I mean, he had the four over on Friday and then was under par three of their other rounds. So he just shoots even par there and he's at, you know, top 15th it's crazy how much those shots can play it is funny though because i was listening to a lot of golf information last week because it was kind of coming in nobody was high on sam burns and so i don't know what it was well jack all right jack was but i was not i had no, i had no i had no shares of sam burns at all last week but it, for whatever reason east lake was just not set up well for sam burns he just didn't he just didn't have it this last week. I don't know why you think with all the starting strokes that he could just kind of, you know, minus two his way, as you said last week with Scotty and have at least a solid finish, but he just, he just, he fell apart. I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy, but you know, what are you going to do? This was, 
a heck of a season. We're going to quickly recap um, our tour championship week. Um, and then we are going to get into a recap of this season, but um, I don't know if you have any final thoughts before we really jump into this. What did you, what did you think of Rory talking to, to Scotty's parents? And oh. it was such a class act. I was, if, if you guys haven't seen it, look it up on YouTube. Rory walks over, uh, basically shakes Scotty's dad, gives, gives a hug to Scotty's mom, talks about, you know, the, the fight, basically the fight they just went through for that tour championship mm-hmm. and, it's emotional it, yeah it's honestly it's honestly you know a little bit of a tearjerker if you're a big golf fan but uh, even us even if you've ever played any sport like it's so for lack again i'm going to say lack of a better term 40 times it's it's a battle like you said and it's two guys going at it one guy had to try and win it and one guy had to try not to lose it and the guy that had to try not to lose it unfortunately lost and i think as you're walking off after winning something where no offense he had no business winning he just it, it's one of those things that was just natural it was beautiful it was competitive it was lighthearted. and i've all the respect in the world to scotty scheffler's parents saying you know you earned it it's it was, not yeah it was a class act all the way around i did see too rory was talking to scotty right there in the 18th green he joked that they both got a win in the state of georgia so scotty got his at the masters and then rory got his there at East yeah State one and one and then um my favorite moment was uh, Rory at the press conference saying he's done something that Tiger has not done so he can retire a happy man now. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's always it's, it's going to be comparisons to Tiger until the day we die. Let's not. Get Absolutely. All right. Well, you crushed me in DK this week. So why don't you get into it? How'd your lineup do? What'd you do? Yeah. I didn't um, win. So. Uh... <laughs> okay. All righty, then. Well, it helps, especially in a field that's only 30 guys. It helps to pick the winner. Um, so Roy McIlroy won, Sung J two, Xander four, um, and then I had 13th in Aaron Wise, 15th in JT Poston, and 21st in Billy Horschel. Lowest guy I had was 72, but getting three guys in the top five, that's going to win you money. So I'm happy with that. Hey, first of all, painful. What the hell? Like, I loved Rory last week. All right, that's not fair. Uh, no, you, that was a great lineup. Um, yeah, that, that lineup's going to be t- that lineup's a tough one to beat. I know you want some good money on DraftKings, so that's fair. Yep. Uh, on my lineup for DraftKings, I had Zal Torres in, I had to swap him out. Um, I paid up to Xander Shoffley, Xander finished four. I had Rory winner, Corey Connors. 20. Way to complain about four. I wish you guys could have seen his facial reaction. We said Xander finished four. <laughs> I wanted Willie Z. I wanted to. I wanted to ride the Willie Z wave. I I hope he gets his back kind of in order. He comes back next year and and, and gets back on a grind because he finally won. He won him a tournament now, so he's no longer you know the the aura around Willie Z not winning is is no longer there. Yeah. So I want him to come back next year and really start fighting. Uh, but yeah, Xander four, Rory one, Corey Connors twenty sixth, Scott Stallings twenty ninth. I had Adam Scott. I had to swap to KH Lee in order to get up to Xander, so he was twenty seventh. And then Aaron Wise was T thirteen. It just wasn't pretty. I had three guys in the bottom four spots. I mean, it's just tough to win a lot of money on that. Yeah, and then I'll just hop right over to my Fanduel because I'm looking at it. I won money, um, but I think we flipped our Fanduel and DraftKings. Um, yeah, you did. killed this week, but. I had Scotty Scheffler at second. I'll never complain about that. Xander at fourth. Cantlay at seventh, which if he didn't bogey 18 on the 72nd hole, would have went, you know, a little better on the bets. But that's, that's whatever. Uh, JT Post in 15th, Billy Orshel 21st. And then I also got sucked in the KH Lee at um, 27th, which he just had one bad day. It just felt like. Yeah. It's, which it's, that's all it takes. Yep. That's all, that's all you need when you start down at the uh, at even par and everybody else gets the bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, so as Jack said, Jack was good in DK. I was good in FanDuel. I was top 100 in, uh, in single entry lineups. So I, I started with Xander Shoffley at uh, 12-4. He was in fourth place. I had Rory McIlroy at 12-1. He was the winner. I had Sungjae at 10-6. He was T2. I had Corey Connors at 9,000. He was 26th. I had Adam Scott at 8-1. He was 25th. I had Aaron Wise at 7-6, and he was T13. So it doesn't even like, I feel like I could have gone down more and gotten like JT Poston and I would have been even more dangerous. 
but you'll never I, know that's yeah that's I mean, gambling. I'm, I'm sitting here complaining that i only won this much money as opposed to this much more money so it's really you know first world problem yeah here. i mean just for reference you won 15 times your money so that's that's a small complaint yeah yeah so it's you know sm- small n- nobody cares world's tiniest violin i get it <laughs> um but no R- rory being in both my lineups really carried me this week i think you had him in both lineups too right nope i did scotty in the second lineup um, oh yeah and- i'm in fandle you had scotty uh-huh brutal you hate to see it i know all right yeah. so talk to me what do we got yep. for bets so um the bets final count um rory top five without shots plus 160 lock of the century Xander top five with shots minus 115 lock round one leader with shots Scotty Scheffler at minus 105 lock can't lay top five with shots don't bogey 72 can't lay and then we'd have another win and then I had Scotty can't lay or Xander Shoffley winning that one didn't win so three for five on bets up one and a half units for a official 2022 total of 37.8 units up so I'm I'm happy with that. I'm going for 50 next year, but 37.8 up for the whole year. That's pretty good. There you go, Jack. Good stuff. Yeah, Jack, big winner on the bets this year. Jack carried. Um, so hopefully you listen to him and you want a bunch of money on your bets. Three for five. That's not bad on a uh, on a thirty man field. Yeah, thirty guys. It's tough to really make a lot of make a lot of good bets. Um, I'm still doing my three bets. They were all without starting strokes. I had Sung J M top ten at plus one twenty. That was a win. Um, I had Will Zell Torres top 10. I just swapped to Cam Smith because that's kind of how I did on all of my lineup on all, all four. Stuck with Xander. I should have stuck with Xander. Um, so I sw- swapped to Cam Smith top 10 at plus 100. That was an L. And then I had Xander Shoffley top 10 at minus 180. That was a win. Uh, I went two for three. I'm up 1.7 units. And I'm for the end of the year, I finished up 5.37 units. So for the weeks you've had ending at plus money like that is a win. I was I was more up and down than a roller coaster. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, it was it was rough out here some weeks, but if you if you stuck with me, then you ended up winning just a little bit of money. Yeah, so I think I, I'm not a math guy by any means, but right around 43 to 44 units up throughout the whole year. I mean, listen, if you're watching a podcast or while well, watching listening to a podcast to win money, and you're winning 43 times your value, 44 times your value. That's good. We're only improving. We've been here for eight months, whatever the case may be. I've had a great time. I know you've had a great time. We've won money. If you've listened, you've won money, both in DFS, lineups, bets. We're going to keep it going. But um, last wild card and winners of the week. My wild card was round one leader with shots and win. One being Scotty Scheffler, one being Patrick Cantlay. Almost a plus 300 hit if Scotty didn't shoot like what he shoots three over on yeah, three uh, yeah. on Sunday, yep. Almost another wild card hit, um, but oh for two, not mad about it. That's wild cards. Yeah, well, I mean, you you almost had it up until the seventy first hole. It was it was right there. Um, my wild picks were were a little all over the place. I had Will's Altors with winner. I swapped to Xander Shoffley winner. That was with starting strokes. Uh, didn't matter. And then my other guy was Cam Smith top five with starting strokes. Both were losses. Um, you know, I, I wanted to kind of shoot from the hip and, and go low, and it, it failed me in wild picks, but it did not fail me in winner picks. Take it away. Um, so for winner picks, I took Rory McIlroy with a parentheses on Tony Finau. Um, Rory did win it, so that would be my – what did we determine? That was my fourth, fourth winner of the year. So I think between the two of us, we have seven? Seven correct picks. Not bad, not bad. Um, and then I Tony, he finished ninth. He just kind of meandered along, didn't really gain or lose too much on the field. Yeah. And I knew one of them probably wouldn't, you know, they both weren't gonna shoot up the leaderboards and win in. It was more no. one of them than the other. Yeah. Um, and then on my end, I had Cantley, um, who looked bleh for a guy that plays bleh, even though it's you know, the golf nerd in me thinks that's exciting. 99% of golf fans don't agree with me, and I understand that. But um, I think he just didn't have the week he should. And then Sung J.M. had a spectacular week uh, up until Sunday where it felt like he was just in it and then would get there and not capitalize. They would just get in it, birdie to get one back, uh, and he'd miss it. But, you know, it's just he was right there. I'm happy with both those. I think they were both top seven 
Um, if yeah, I remember Cantley correctly. was seventh and Sanjay was T2. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy with that. If I, you know, you that's go. that's a good week, even though we didn't win. And seven wins up 43 to 44 units on the year. If, this if is you, the, this is a place to be. Definitely. Do, do you want to laugh, by the way, Jack? I do. All right. So can you imagine? I could not imagine anybody being farther away from live than watching Patrick Cantlay try and play golf on live with like the rock and roll music in the background with his professional swing, him spending like 15 minutes over the ball. I, somebody, somebody posted that on Twitter and I sat there and thought about it. And I was like, he is potentially the worst golfer to ever put on the live the way he plays the game, just because of how he, how he does. So melancholy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's hilarious. The, the moment I saw it, I instantly laughed. But I was like, he's the farthest guy from ever joining Live. And that makes me laugh. <laughs> um, just a quick, uh, quick couple notes on this past week. This was the eighth time in PGA Tour history that somebody has come back from down six after 54 holes. He ended up down 10 at some point. but at, at, Through like at, three. <laughs> at the official mark of, one, of 54 holes, I think he was down six. Scotty Scheffler did not make a single birdie on the back nine. It is very hard to win the biggest tournament of the year in terms of prize money when you lose strokes to a field like this. The back nine was playing, I think, one under or one stroke lower than the front nine, at least. You got to make birdies in order to win. Um, and last thing, Rory led the field in both driving distance and strokes gained putting. It's very funny because the big difference between Rory at St. Andrews, where he couldn't make a putt, and East Lake, where he made like 170 feet of putts, is, is the key difference between him winning and just kind of falling off at St. Andrews. Hot take, Rory McIlroy, when he has the putter down, could be the best golfer we've seen in the last decade. I mean, he is dangerous. And I have one more Rory McIlroy fact before we get into it. Okay. Rory McIlroy had an adjusted scoring average of the year, 68.67, becoming the third player ever to do it. Here's the list. Rory McIlroy, 2022, Vijay Singh, 2003, and I'm sure you can guess who the next person is. Tiger Woods, 1999, 2000, 2002, 2003, 2005, 2006, 2007, and 2009. I mean, take away the years from Tiger. That's a mind-blowing stat considering the courses are getting longer, tougher, tighter. That is insane. Yeah, that's some pretty royal air in terms of the golf world to really be a part of. I mean, VJ and Tiger is... That's elite territory. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of hard to go wrong with. So, all right. So we're going to get into stats leaders. We're going to go over awards of the year. But there are maybe one other small thing that I want to get through real quick. Uh-oh. Um, so we have a few golfers that are already rumored to head to live. Uh what what do you know about it, Jack? Because I know that Tringali just posted on Twitter mm-hmm. that he's going. Who else do you got? Okay, so I compiled the list and sent it to a little group chat of ours. So Cameron Tringali is the only one that's officially gone. So there were like six or seven guys officially linked. Um, Cameron Young was one of the guys that was really highly taught, and he just bailed out of joining them. PGA Tour is where he wants to be. Um, Mark Leishman and Anirban Lahiri are the most – are the two most likely to go so far. Um, Joaquin Neiman was apparently rumored to have been recruited by his buddy, Sergio Garcia, but really likes the idea of presidents and players cups. Um, but those two guys, I think are 50, 50, whether they make the jump or make the stay. And then Harold Varner, the third um, is like 99% out of joining. Thanks to Michael Jordan or, or if you're a live fan, not thanks to Michael Jordan. Um, and I know that, you and I share a, an opinion or a thought on Harold Varner's representation of the tour. So I'll let you read that. Yeah. So I, I wrote this down in an initial text to this group and I said, HV three is such an important person to keep on tour because of who he is. Like it means a lot more when he wins on the tour, there isn't really enough representation on tour. And if HV three leaves, then there's even less representation he just means a lot more than I think people realize. Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's a quieter name, but if you really know his story, 
where he comes from and who he is as a person like you're getting it, it means more than just to a specific community or to a specific game. Yeah, and and isn't the rumor that he or you said it right, Jordan is not going to let him wear his apparel on the uh, on the yeah. wheelchair. That's that's the rumor of it all. Is that confirmed or is that a rumor? Uh, I think either Mike came out with it or Harold Varner said that Mike was trying to talk him out of it. Um, uh, maybe I, I don't know the exact verbiage, but I know Harold Varner's like 99% out now. Cause if, uh, if Michael Jordan's saying something, Oh, Hey, we're Chicago boys. We might be a little biased, but yeah. Mike, yeah. I mean, you kind of got to listen to him, you know, he's, he's, he's just slightly important. So. Oh, top five sporting person of all time. Yeah. You listen to that guy. So, all right, Jack, do you want to get into the stats leaders of the 21-22 season? Yeah, let's just uh, jump right into it. So I'm just going to say, I actually updated this. So this is updated through the end of the tour championship. So this is end of season official who is the best person in each metric. Yeah, so I'll just start off with a lot of strokes gained, um, you know, metrics here. So strokes gained off the tee, John Rahm. Shouldn't be surprising. One of the best guys Um Strokes gained off the tee, John Rahm, beast of a driver, spectacular. Um, strokes gained tee to green, Will Zalatoris, uh, one of the best ball strikers, if not the best ball striker this year, so that shouldn't be surprising. Strokes gained approach, Will Zalatoris, method speaks for itself. This is an interesting one to me. Strokes gained around the green in Matt Kuchar. Yes, he's got the soft touch, but I would have assumed that it would have been maybe a different player. Uh, I just haven't seen him, but this one might be the shock of the century to me. Strokes gained putting. I'm going to give you five seconds to name every golfer you've ever heard of before. <laughs> it won't be him. Lucas Herbert at 0.853. That is crazy. I, I needed to, I forget who it was too. When I was doing research on this stat, somebody else was at 0.852 and it was mm. a very well-known golfer. And I was like, wow, like they make so much more sense, but it's Lucas Herbert and it just. It's crazy. Um, and then the last one strokes gained total. Shouldn't be surprising. Roy McIlroy, this dude was on fire the whole year. Um, that's the list of strokes gained leaders. That is pretty consistent if you look at the guys that have performed really well, maybe outside of Lucas Herbert, because I feel like we haven't spoken too much about him or seen him. But if you just take a look at those names, you'll realize that they're up on the leaderboard a lot more than some other guys. Uh, I'm going to run through a couple a couple categories as well. There's a few others that I that I wrote up here. This was uh, the big one that I think a lot of people would recognize is driving distance. It's Cam Champ. Uh, he averaged 321.4 yards per drive. So he absolutely nukes it. The second one I'm going to mention is driving accuracy. That belongs to Ryan Armour. He is at 73.95% in terms of fairways hit. The third name I'm going to mention is Scotty Scheffler. He wins greens and regulation at 72.29%. It makes sense. He won a lot of- Except on Sundays. Yeah, I mean, except on Sundays, tour championship, but you know, but he, he played great, especially early on in the season. I feel like that number really kind of bolstered up because I think he was up by 80% at one point. Uh, scoring average, that belongs to Roy McIlroy at 68.67. So good. And so then, good. And then the last category that we have here is top 10s. It belongs to Patrick Cantlay with 12. That's insane. I had 10 on here for this whole time. And in these last two weeks, you got to add on two more. So it makes sense. That's the, insane. The second name. Do you know who's second on strokes gained putting? I just looked it up. Strokes gained putting this year. We always talked about him as a great putter. Okay, so it's Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler. Um, He's not Sam- as well known as that. I should, oh. I should clarify. Christian Bezuidenhout? Named after a restaurant. Breakfast food. Denny McCarthy? Yes. There you go. So yeah, Denny McCarthy is second on that list. And he's his <laughs> name makes a lot more sense. A lot more sense. I was like, I was like Arby's Culver. Yeah, I just don't know. I don't know why my No, you're good. I, I was trying to make sure you got to that one. That's awesome. Right, Jack. Are we gonna are we gonna run through awards? Yeah, let's run through awards. And um I'll just say that this is kind of us going back and forth on who our personal thoughts are. So we'll have a couple that we might not necessarily disagree with, but we might have you know different opinions. So um These I don't know if you want to subjective. These are yeah. subjective. So why don't you just go ahead and take it away? Start us off. Uh, if you have any discrepancies with these picks, please feel free to message us on Twitter at TurnedArchPod. We will properly fight you the whole way with statistics on it uh, until the day we die. 
So I'm going to start us off with rookie of the year. This one, I feel like should be an obvious one. Everybody I feel like knows who it's going to be. Our candidates include Sahith Thagala, Tom Kim, Cam Young, and Davis Riley. And our winner for rookie of the year. Consensus winner. Consensus winner. Cam Young. It's It, it was clear as day. I mean... He's got three T2s, I think in majors, right? Uh, At least two T2s in majors based on yes, I don't know that and PGA. So he was he was absolutely great at all the majors. The only rookie that won an event was... Tom Kim. Um, then the next one, I think there could be two answers to this one, but you'll know it once you hear it. So it is people's choice of favorite player to watch on television. Um, candidates include Will Zalatoris, Roy McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler, and Tiger Woods. I mean, let's be honest here. The consensus winner, I'm not even going to try and hype it up, is Tiger Woods. I mean, the whole world stops when that dude, that dude walks and 4 billion people are watching. Um, for, for, for everybody listening, he got one free Tiger thing in here i promise you not all of these that are answered by jack are gonna be tiger woods okay i gave him one award that he could give to tiger this which is i think it fills the most i mean if he you hear his name even rumored on a tournament the google searches are up 500 percent uh it's crazy what he does for the sport so favorite player to watch on tv tiger woods which it might be an award that he does not have in his accolade that we'll be happy to tiger. I know you're listening. Yeah, Just he, shoot me a text. I'll send you this award. We got to think of a, of a, of a name to call this award. It's got, Oh dude, call it like the doggy. <laughs> Cause we're return dogs. Yeah. Yeah. That's the verbiage you should use. <laughs> uh, the point being is we'll come up with a funny name. Um, the next award belongs to the headache golfer of the year. This is the golfer that caused, just so much confusion and so much stress on our lives. They did not deserve all of the garbage that went with them. Our candidates include Grayson Murray, Hideki Matsuyama, and Terrell Hatt. And the winner is Grayson Murray. I mean, I mean that's easy. Clubs. You snap two clubs at the U.S. Open, you're going to win headache golfer of the year. What you, do you, you, you try to fight a guy. He's trying to fight Kevin not. I mean. Oh, I didn't even include that. Yeah, but I mean, just snapping two clubs. Just complete unprofessionalism, in my opinion. So it, it makes all the sense in the world that he wins headache of the year. However, I did thoroughly enjoy watching it. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's it a, awesome. It was a clean break on both the tabs. I mean, he, he had no problem. Just, and, then the, and then the hook. I mean, he, he could be in the Olympics for javelin after that butter toss. <laughs> oh, oh, that's sweet. awesome. So next one. I think it's pretty easy. We're hometown kids. It's biased, but nickname of 2022 um, candidates, Max Homa, Twitter kid, uh, Liam's favorite KH Lee, TPC Lee and Doug, the Gim Reaper Gim. I mean, come on. You have the nickname Gim Reaper. That's a winning nickname. That's gangster. I don't care if I know him. I don't care who's our hometown. That's gangster. It, it it was it was a pretty clear one. I think TPC Lee is a, is a dark runner. I just I feel like I've also heard it now somewhere. Like I feel like other guys now also either also use that nickname or mm. I heard it on like a Twitter sphere and maybe that's why I gotcha. But again, Doug Gim, easy answer. Um, next one we have is the worst bet award. This is the award for the guy on tour that consistently fell short in our lineups. He just all year just inconsistency not living up to it um our candidates for the award include john rom liam when betting keith mitchell hideki matsuyama and jack when betting justin thomas and the winner hideki matsuyama i mean he he was he was so injury broken and withdrew a few times the amount of headaches he caused everybody in in fantasy golf it just makes sense you want a guy that's going to consistently be in the lineups and make top 40s. It's hard to do that when he doesn't play half the weeks because he doesn't make it onto the first tee. So I felt like that was one that really just fell into our lap. Yeah, it did. Um, and then one that I think is really interesting, I'm going to get into the underrated or possibly better worded underappreciated golfer of the year. It's for a guy that had just a stellar year and just really didn't get the attention that he should have for one or more reasons. So our candidates this year are Shane Lowry, Cameron Young, and Max Homa. And the winner is Max Homa. I mean, you take a look. He has two wins this year. 
uh, played in 25 events, or excuse me, 24 events, made the cut on 21, 15 top 25s, some big appearances, um, only missed the cut in the Open and the Farmers Insurance and the RSM Classic. I mean, you can't have a better year, especially if you're talking about the model of consistency. Um, worst finish outside of missing a cut was 48th in the calendar year. That's spectacular. I, I just don't want to hear any more slander on Max Homa only being a social media guy on tour. That's all I ask. All right. He proved it this year. He is a tour professional. Let's, yeah. let's give him his dues, please. Yeah. I, it's, it's a clear winner. I mean, t- t- I think I said 43rd. I meant to say 48. If I, yeah, at the Masters, that was the one in the 47th at the Open. But everything else is that is right around that, you know, top 20, top 25 mark. So he is our consensus underrated and appreciated player of the year. Up next, we have the one and done golfer of the year. This is for the golfer that struck gold one week, was high on life. We was the, the star. Everybody was talking about him. And then we didn't hear about him again for pretty much the rest of the year. Our candidates include. Mito Pereira, at, specifically at the PGA Championship. Camilo uh, Villegas? Camilo Villegas? Th- I can't say his name. He's the bu- spider. All right, well, I'm just going to call him the spider then. Uh, no, uh, Jack said it. Bar- at Barbersall. Luke Donald at Valspar. And Harry- which, which, which I did say was going to happen. I remember that specifically. Uh, all right. um up next we have harry higgs at the masters and your winner for one and done golfer of the year mito pereira at pga championship it it makes sense i mean the the crumble and everything on the 72nd hole the t3 it just yeah it's all it takes i mean he had a couple top 30 weeks um following that where he was there but i mean after it was really after that week everyone had such high expectations and they just were not met. The moment this award came around, we both kind of looked at one another and we were like, yeah, that's Mito's award. Like it could be called the Mito award or the Mito Pereira award. Like that's all it needs at this point. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the big one. I know there's a couple after this, but I think it's now is a good a time ever to get in the big one. Go for it. The PGA tour golfer of the year. Candidates include Scotty Scheffler, Rory McIlroy, and Cam Smith. So three dogs right there. Um, there's some hot, there's some hot waters about this one, but the consensus golfer of the year is Scotty Scheffler. I think he did enough. As eh, well, Liam, I'll let you share your opinion on this one. I, I think over the course of the year, it makes sense. I mean, he he yes, he kind of. He's sorry. He fizzled out in the second half and uh, whatever you want to call it. I mean, sorry, he finished T2 at the at, at tour championship, but he had, he had four wins this year. Yes. One of them was the match play, but he also won the masters. I mean, there was a stretch of about three, four months. Yeah. Cause it was, it was um, waste management to, to a little past the masters. So about four months where he was gold. So I, I think it makes sense, but, but Jack, who do you think should have won? I think if it wasn't for the media's hype of Scotty Scheffler, I think it'd be Roy McIlroy. And I know that's people going to say recency bias, blah, 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 which technically is fair. I mean, he did just win one of the biggest tournaments of the year, but he won the CJ cup, won the Canadian open, won the tour championship, 10 top tens and 16 starts top eight in all four majors. $27 million earned in just golf and he saved the PGA tour that pressure on his back. I mean, that's, that's incredible. I'm not trying to downplay Scotty Shuffles here. I think it's one a and one B it's a coin toss. I just think if you look at the whole year versus just like wins, I think it's Roy McIlroy. But again, if Scotty Shuffler wins, I'm not upset. That one is a lot more 50 50. We understand if you think one way or another, I think Scotty Jack thinks Rory Uh, we're giving it to Scotty, but yeah. Cause cause the end of the day, the media is going to pick Scotty. It's going to be him. Feel free to tell whichever one of us you think is wrong that we're wrong. That's all I'll say. I mean, we're open to interpretation. So yeah. Um, Up next, we have the golf tournament of the year. So we have three different options here and they're all 
big fields. We're going to start with the Masters, which is Scotty just absolutely running away with the field. And Rory McIlroy coming from seven or eight under on the final day. That was crazy. Yeah, he's coming from left field. Uh, we got the Tour Championship here with, again, Rory coming back. Sense of theme. Scotty. <laughs> and then we have the U.S. Open with Matt Fitzpatrick winning his first event on PGA Tour, I should say. I think he's won a few on European Tour. Uh, and the winner for t- for tournament of the year is the U.S. Open with Matthew Fitzpatrick. Jack, you had a little bit of a stronger viewpoint and opinion on this than I did. I think they were all great events. It was really tough for me to pick one. But what did you think? I just think the gravity of the moment of seeing him win and the emotions shared was one of those things that regardless if you're a golf fan, volleyball fan, tennis fan, you know, whatever the case may be, you felt the gravity of that moment. Um, bias in me says to pick the masters 99.99 out of a hundred times. I just felt everything from start to finish about the U S open was so, so, so perfect. But again, you can make the case for either of these other tournaments, but I think the U S open really took it over the edge. I, again, I, I think they were all great events, so it doesn't really it like like it's like picking between kids at this point for me. They're all great, so it's just a yeah. question of whichever one you want to you want to pick at that point in time. Yeah, and the other one I would say that could have been on here was the actual Open itself, 150th at St Andrews, all the history. I don't know. I think it it was one of those tournaments that didn't pan out the way we wanted to, and I have to blame that on Tiger. I I think part of it too about the Open being in our minds there might partially just be because it is St. Andrews. Like I think saying the name St. Andrews almost gives the it history. a little bit of a vault in and of itself. Like the, the tournament was great and it was awesome, but I don't want to put it in the list just because it's St. Andrews. 150th at St. Andrews. I mean, I'm not saying I'll, I'll rephrase that. Should it be up there for a tournament of the year? Maybe not, but should it be up there for, importance or historical importance for tournament of the year yes 150th at the you know it's you can't beat that fair fair all right uh what do we got next yeah so i'm gonna get right into it um best moment of the 2022 pga tour season um whether it be someone winning a certain moment something that happened off the course um but our candidates this year will zelatoris finally capturing that win in a playoff in that fashion that he did Rory coming back 10 shots with 14 to play at East Lake last week and Tom or Ju Young Kim winning to make the FedEx cup playoffs, which is just mind boggling to think about. And our consensus, maybe not consensus to some people, but our pick for best moment of the year, it is Will <laughs> Zalatoris winning in a playoff, finally capturing that win. You're talking about a playoff where he's sitting on a, the edge of the water, has to take a drop, and sticks it that close, gets the playoff win finally after everything that happened. That's the moment of the year. I know you feel differently, but that's crazy. A lot like, I, again, I pro, it's probably recency bias, but Rory coming back from 10 shots at Eastlake in the Tour Championship with all the money on the line. I I. I think it's tough to beat. I, I Again, I'm a little worried that I'm just thinking about it because it was the last thing I remember seeing. So I do wonder if there's a little recency bias in there as well. But I, I think that's probably the moment of the year. But but you're not going to get me to say no to a Willie Z win. I mean, like, uh, as a Willie Z homer at this point, yeah. I, it's I – got, I got no qualms with, with Willie Z winning this award. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I feel like – um, you also had some stuff going on the week that Will Zalatoris won, so you didn't get to really experience it in the moment. Yes. So I completely understand that. But I think that the way he won after finally everything, he had to make a putt, get in the playoff, and then go to the playoff, which is like it's the pin- the top of the pinnacle for a Will Zalatoris win. He had to grind it out. Yeah, and it makes sense. So, all right, we have the 2022 2022- uh, I guess group four some. So it'd be the, the three other golfers that we would want to play with from this year on tour specifically. And 
I really had one name I wanted on there and, and I, and Jack kind of had picked the other two. So this is a little more of a group, but it's because I wasn't allowed to put tiger just for the record. Yes, exactly. You're not allowed to. Um, so it's, so it's Willie Z Rory, Ricky Fowler, and then whichever one of us is, is in the group. So that, that is our 2022 for some group. Uh, and obviously for me, it was kind of Willie Z just because he's, he's young. And I, I, I'm really curious if we see him out on the golf course, if he's like John Daling it up, like shotgunning a beer on the second hole. I feel like for some reason he would do that if he was in like a casual group. Yeah. Who knows? We should have put Kevin Kisner on here, but I don't know. We didn't hear from him this year. He's pretty, he was pretty quiet. Yeah, he was pretty quiet. So, um, I, and then I want to throw one more thing in here. Um, we both discuss this we have a prediction for 2023 player of the year it's we both chose Roy McIlroy again might be recency bias might be what he's doing but I think he with that putter being hot and I know you can agree if he does what he's supposed to do he has in the bag yeah I mean it's so early we'll see but I think I think Rory's kind of a kind of the safe choice and I think he's also probably the right choice so yeah it just makes sense come back next year yeah we'll see all right, what do we got, Jack? What's our last award? Yeah, so our last award was the most forgettable live departure, and that's not saying we're <laughs> we're not disagreeing with anyone's judgment. Um, obviously, from the start of this pod to now, myself personally has become a lot more open to this league than I was at the beginning, so I'm not judging anyone with this award. Um, but our candidates are Jason Kokrak, Cameron Tringali, Charles Howell III, and Matt Jones. So the most forgettable live departure that we have is Matt Jones because Chucky three, six is a personal favorite of mine. So he's not getting the list, but Matt Jones, I mean, nice guy. I don't mind watching him, but I have no, I'm not sitting in bed, you know, crap. I can't believe he left. So best of luck. I also felt that same way at a certain point about Cameron Tringali. The one uh, thing I'll say is Cameron Tringali is one of the nicest human beings ever. I've had the chance to interact with him. He is awesome. Yeah, I think with Tringali too, I just, because he's, I guess he's technically just a little more known for me. I've seen him, I've, I've seen him once or twice more on leaderboards, but again, Matt Jones, it, it, I, it, I think it also hurts that he has the most generic name possible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like the name Matt Jones, there's gotta be like 30,000 of that. It's like an alias for a criminal that's staying in a hotel and doesn't want to be found. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he's he is the award for the most forgettable live departure. And that was a fun one that I, I, I think that's one of my favorite awards that we kind of threw in at the end. Absolutely. So, um, and then we want to get into some, I know we already did the player of the year prediction for 2023, but just for fun to continue going, um, we have our 2023 major tournament predictions um, so starting off in April with the azaleas, I'm going recency bias again, Rory McIlroy. I mean, he had the way he put together a round on Sunday to finish second. I think his first three rounds obviously were what he was wanting. I think he really has a shot to finally get the green jacket. And I think he's going to do it next year. That would be the career, uh, career grand slam. <sighs> We'll see. Wouldn't that be something? Do you want to go through all yours or do you want me to do my math? Yeah, let's go one by one. All right. Uh, so my 2023 Masters pick is going to be Sung J.M. Which is awesome. He, he's been top 10 there the last two years. I, you know, I'm hoping he kind of makes his way over the hump and he wins it this year. That's 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 the goal. Um, I think Rory's probably a solid choice, but I, I'm trying not to copy Jack on any of these picks. Yeah, because, you know, we didn't we texted a little bit or communicated about this a little bit. And Liam was like, hey, you know, who do you think um, I'm struggling, not struggling on the Masters, but just curious your thoughts. And I said, Roy Mack was my one, Sung JM in my two. And he goes, awesome, because Sung J was my one. So everything aligned. <laughs> it's a smart pick. Jack, uh, who's your pick for PGA? My pick for PGA is Xander Shoffley. I think that okay. he is he has the the gold medal but he doesn't have a fist bump moment as was said on the broadcast this weekend if you heard that i think he's going to get a major next year um normally i would say he plays a little better toward augusta national um but i think that pga might sneak him around this year gotcha okay well 
so I, I thought this was going to be Jack's guy for the PGA, but now that Xander is Jack's guy for the PGA, I'm going to go Cam Young mm-hmm. for the PGA this year. Um, I think so. I did a very little research on all of these, but the PGA Championship is going to be played at Oak Hill this next year. Um, that is a New York course that is in the state of New York. Uh, if you pay any attention to golf, Cam Young is from New York. His dad was the pro at Sleepy Hollow. This is kind of a quote-unquote hometown course for Cam Young. I know it's not like his home hometown. For lack of a better term. Lack yeah. of a better term. It's close enough. It is. So I'm hoping that a little bit of, you know, a, a big hometown crowd kind of carries Cam Young to the PGA. Yeah, so I'm not going to fight you on that one because it's funny because my U.S. Open pick is Cam Young. I think in a U.S. Open, um, the way they structure courses now, uh, everything's a little bit different. I think that Cam Young has all the tools needed. It's one of the most consistent players out there. If you take a look at his swing, probably going to take the offseason, figure out those tweaks that he had the last three weeks, put it together for a major and take it home. Because I think you notice in some guys more than others, there's a major characteristic there with the swing. For example, you take a look at Xander Shoffley. Him and Cameron Young's swing are very identical, even though they may not look like it. They both have that same slotch. So I think that everything's good about it. And I think that he'll take home a U.S. Open. If he wins either PGA or U.S. Open, then, then, then we, we're good. We're living well. And these aren't our official predictions. So don't come around in April going, you guys said, you know. To, to be fair, though, if we win it, I mean, we're like running around shirtless talking about how, how we pick these guys. Who says I'm already not? Well, you know, just just to make it a little more obvious for the for the podcast. <laughs> um, again, Cam Young, good pick. I think he's winning PGA, but I think U.S. Open could honestly be a good pick for him as well. The U.S. Open is going to be played at the uh, Los Angeles Country Club. Give me Willie Z. If Why he's not? healthy, it well, I am assuming he is healthy at this point. If he's not healthy, then then you know what? I'll take Xander. Um, but so we're um, flipping our picks. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna flip our picks then otherwise. But I but I'm going to assume Willie Z will have a healthy back at this point. Maybe he'll talk to Tiger's doctors and he'll he'll get he'll get all set up for the. Back. I got some recommendations. Yeah, maybe he'll know somebody, but. Willie Z actually played this course in 2017 as part of the Walker cup. So I'm hoping, I know it was like five, six years ago by the time it comes around, but hopefully there's a little bit of a prior comfort. Yeah. Some comfort. And that would be a good first major to win. That'd be awesome. (laughs) It'd be great. I hope he does well, but he's got to fix his back first. hundred percent. And then the last one, the open. I don't know if you saw my name that I put down, kind of a wild card. Right now it's all up in the air, depending on if they're able to play. Dustin Johnson, I think, listen, when he he is obviously still, obviously world rankings aren't a part of live right now. He's still arguably a top 10 player in the world right now. Um, That's to say he is a spectacular short game wedge player, spectacular driver. If he plays, I think he wins. However, if he's not, I did put down Adam Scott. I think he's played so well in the last couple of weeks that I've seen glimpses of him really pinnacle or becoming pinnacle in terms of his game. I'm throwing it out there. I'm I'm a little worried both your picks might end up on live. Yeah. Year. I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I mean it might work, but like I, I think there's a 50% ch- or like a 15% chance it works and a 15% chance both guys aren't live by the time the open comes. But the, I think they're able to play though. That's what the thing is. We'll see. We'll see. It was, it's risky. Different. I, I, I kind of picked. GA. Yeah. I mean, I picked four guys that I was fairly confident weren't going to live. And I did that very strategically because <laughs> I, I figured I was not going to limit my options. Uh, my pick for the open, it's going to be John Rahm. He's going to Royal Liverpool. Rory actually won it in 2014. So honestly, I thought about going back to the well, you know, maybe going back to Rory and, you know. Reeling that one home. I felt like that would have been kind of nice, but I'm going to go John Rahm. He always plays well in, in the open style courses um, every year. So I'm just kind of hoping he comes through next, next year. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, on the odd chance that Dustin Johnson and Adam Scott both don't play, I'll throw Justin Thomas in there. Cause now you got me all nervous. Well, I, all right, I'm going to sit there and I'm going to take uh, Cam Smith at the open and I'm going to take DJ at the open and I'm- 
that's on the odd chance that both of them don't play. I'm gonna take Brooks at the U.S. Open. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just busted. I'm just busted Jag a little bit. But no, that's a that's a fair play. Again, I'm a, I was worried about taking guys that I thought would go to live. So I, that's that's just my opinion on it. But let's hope that both those guys are are in play for the Open Championship next week. Next week. Next year. It's been a long year. <laughs> can, it, can it be next week? I mean, please. Like, I'm down for it. I wish. It all back. Like, make it all easy. That's all awesome. Right. All right, Jack. We had a uh, we had got a year under our belt. This will be the uh, this will be different next year because they're going to rearrange all the standings and all the scheduling. Yeah. So what I will say is we won't have a traditional episode next week. I think we're going to do a little recap because I feel like. We have, from the beginning, so many more people that have joined and followed along with us that I think we should take five or ten minutes to just do another, here's our 2023, here's what we're doing kind of episode again like we did last year. Um, and then Fortnet is starting in a couple, uh, couple weeks. So after next week, then we'll get right back into the swing of things. This has been a crazy, crazy, awesome year. I'm so excited to get after next year. It's been a great year. Uh, again, I'm excited. We are going to be all over the fall swing. We will be betting JT Postons until our our heads fall off because there's no, going to be nobody good in the field, but that's just fine. Hey, I mean, Max Homa <laughs> won the Fortnet last year. Sam Burns won the Sanderson. Sung Jay won the Shriners. There's some names out there. We, we, we will see how the field changes, <laughs> though, because some of those guys that were in those fields are now not on the PGA Tour anymore. So yeah. it will change the way those things go around a little bit. And then look uh, for a huge episode for the President's Cup. Yeah, President's Cup is going to come. I'm going to say one thing off the bat. Before anybody else officially leaves for live, you might want to bet the Americans if you're – Cough, cough. If you're pro-American. <clears throat> yeah, Minus have, 300. Like, yeah, and it's like, only going to go higher. <clears throat> so if, you know, Cam Smith, who's Australian, who like, huh, I wonder what team he might play for if he plays in the President's Cup. Well, he can't play in the President's Cup if he goes to live. You know, I think that would change the odds a little bit. So just be advised. If you want to bet for the President's Cup, do it now. Don't wait until like the last day or two because it might hurt your odds by a couple hundred. It might go from yeah. minus 300 to like minus 600. Because here's what I'll say. Right now, the international team, Hideki Matsuyama, who is – Pretty much, I'm almost 100% serious, said I'm not going to live, but he has a $500 million offer, something crazy. But he's like 98% sure he's not going back. Cameron Smith, 50-50. Joaquin Neiman, 50-50. Mito Pereira is also linked. Like you said, you you don't know about Adam Scott. So take away that, you have Sung J.M., Tom Kim, and Corey Connors. So that is something to watch out for for the next two, three weeks. But minus 300 looks pretty good right now if i don't say so myself now all those guys on the top that you mentioned that are potentially linked they might not all go yeah but if you lose one or two of those guys it just hurts the depth on the international side that's all it mm-hmm. is we'll, we'll get into more of this when the president's cup week comes around but all i'm saying is if you are pro americans winning the president's cup and you are a betting man i would hide, which we are <laughs> I, which we are a betting show so you probably are I would highly recommend looking into the odds for the American side to win if you want to do that. First bet of the 2023 season. Bet the American. There you go. That'll hey, you know what? Maybe that'll be my lock. That'll be my winner's pick. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right, everybody. We appreciate you guys coming around. Uh we're gonna be on and off again. You'll get short episodes in the next few weeks, maybe just doing small updates, little things like that. When the Fortnite and the President's Cup come around, we're back back in it. Full swing, baby. In there like swimwear, oh. baby. Let's do it. All right. Appreciate you, everyone. Have a good one. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.